You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. Joyce Meskus is the owner and founder of the Tattered Cover Bookstore. It's located in Denver, Colorado. Thank you for speaking with me, Joyce. Uh, you're welcome. Joyce, what led you into the bookselling trade? It's not necessarily the best business to put your stake in. Well, it was purely by accident, actually. Um, I was planning to be a teacher, and I found myself working in bookstores and libraries to help pay the tuition bills through college, and by the time I made my way finally to graduate school, I had worked in a lot of bookshops and libraries, it seemed like, and I woke up one morning, stared at the ceiling, and said, you idiot, don't you know you've been doing what you love all these years? Why don't you just get on with it? So I did. I dropped out of graduate school and got more serious about the book business, and uh, in fact, I actually purchased the tattered cover when it was three years old as a small store. I, I was not the founder of it. You were not the founder of it. Okay. Well, tell me a little bit about the the story you published, because I believe that that's, you have three stores now. and There weren't three stores then, and when did, you, when did this happen? Well, I um, made the purchase in 1974, and it was a small store of about 950 square feet. Um, we grew incrementally over the years um, with the ups and downs of the uh, Denver and Colorado marketplace, and um, grew substantially to a very large single-store operation. Uh, ultimately, we opened a, a second store in the um, urban core of downtown Denver that was coming along, um, or about to come along, I should say, in terms of historic renovations. And then um, later um, opened a third store, in the suburbs, and mostly as a result in each of the second uh, and third cases um, from our customers who would uh, in, entreat us to open another location um, because it was more convenient to them. Could you talk about, have you always, you've always been an independent bookstore. What kind of uh, titles have you carried? Are always general uh, titles, or did you ever specialize or focus on genre fiction or nonfiction? Or? Well, we're, we are a general bookstore and have always been, um, but we have had areas of, of specialty um, from time to time in, in greater or lesser degrees. Um, always a love of uh, fiction and very uh, much... Um, supportive of, of new fiction in, in terms of placement within the store so that people had a good, good view of it when they came in the shop. Um, but then also children's books, um, the psychology, and I guess those three things I guess I would offer as, as the top um, travel, literary travel. Um, so a little bit of this and that in other sections. Could you talk uh, about when you started in the 1970s, it was a very, very different bookselling environment. Could you talk about some of the changes that you've seen through the years? With the, There were no chains in the 70s, really, to speak of. Well, actually, we did have chains in the form of um, Walden and Dalton in our particular areas, um, and a lot of them, actually. Um, my career started really in the, in the 60s, 
And that was a big difference. Uh, that has been a big difference relative to those years. Um, but we have had chain presence. We had uh, competition in, in the form of uh, Dayton Hudson Company, which owned uh, B. Dalton back then, um, tried a, a new experiment in three or four cities around the country, and Denver was one of them. They resurrected the, the Pickwick name. They had bought out the Pickwick stores in Southern California and, and had converted them to B. Dalton's, but they resurrected the name and they tried a heavy discounting model. Uh, ten stores all in one fell swoop um, came into town. And that lasted about two years, and then they changed and, of course, sold the whole thing to Barnes & Noble ultimately. Wait, you're telling me they opened 10 discount bookstores in Denver alone? Yes. Oh, and my God. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds... <laughs> uh, quite a shock. <laughs> did it really impact your business? Well, I think whenever there um, is um, competition of any any kind, whether it is directly from um, a bookseller uh, chain bookseller, um, the internet in Colorado. In fact, I consider the weather a bit of competition because uh, folks here go out to to ski and hike when they should be home reading books. Well, and presumably also, so, uh, I would presume that the uh, winter weather might keep people away from stores when it's snowing. Yes, indeed. In fact, uh, last year we had um, the ultimate in snowstorms that. Uh, came well. I should say in '06. Now we're uh, the last holiday season prior to this one. We had um, unbelievable snowstorms that came in on the 20th of December, which just really hit retail of all kinds and and bookstores too, uh, very very hard. Uh, have you in the tattered cover and also in your experience in the '60s? I'm curious. Did you do a lot of author signings, or do you do events there now? Oh, we do. Um, with our three stores, we do between 500 and 600 events a year. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. We have devoted folks who work very hard to bring in authors of all different genres of publishing, from brand new authors to um, literary stable authors to politicians who have written books or movie stars. So we try to cover the gamut. Lots of kids events uh, and programs with bookmark contests, writing contests. We try to keep people thinking about reading and writing. Do you have uh, readers clubs and book clubs? And oh, yeah. Writer, do you we've, have writing groups, too? We've had those from the beginning, yeah. Could you talk about, do the people who in, uh, attend the writing clubs and the, in the reading clubs, what kind of uh, people are they and, and what kind of... Uh, buy-through do you get? I mean, what kind of, as a bookseller, you want to sell books. Well, yes. But we're also about um, creating the foundation for reading and an ongoing uh, literary culture, after all. Now, that said, we have to sell books to keep up our philosophical goals. Um, We've really been involved with book clubs um, from as long as I can remember, before they became um, so incredibly uh, much a part of our landscape, in fact, in today's world. Um, and w- we see all different kinds of, of interest. Um, it's true they're um, predominantly populated by uh, women, but there are a number of men's groups as well, as well as um, uh, mixed groups. Um, writing clubs, uh, we are not 
so directly involved in other than to provide the venue for them. Um, and there are folks within the community who provide um, counsel to, to writers and, and um, an opportunity to gather and exchange information. Um, some of us at the store who are employees of the store um, will um, offer presentations on uh, book selling and, and be at meetings for them if they seek our counsel to answer questions about the publishing and book selling process as well. Could you talk, I mean, with five to 600 events per year, that's a lot. How many people do you have working in the event schedule? We have a lot. Um, first of all, we have Charles Stillwagon, who is incredible. He does all the, the bookings. Um, he works with our marketing director, Heather Duncan, and then we have lots of folks who actually um, are part of the, the group that hosts the event and introduces the, the authors that, that come. We'll, we do panels, of discussion panels, um, kids' events, too. So uh, it's a lot of dedicated folks that think this is really important. Could you talk uh, about the, the changes that you perceived as a, as a bookseller as the um, publishing world has consolidated into ever larger groups? Well, golly, that's a... That's a big question, isn't it? Um, certainly that has been going on now for decades. Um, some of the big ones started consolidating My Memory Serves, which isn't always so good, in the 70s or, or so we began seeing it. And, um, you know, there has been a difference, obviously, in, in, in sales representation from the bookseller's point of view. Um, you know, I don't know where you'd like to go with this in, in terms of um, the, the, how, you know, many of them have kept their separate imprints, separate um, names, separate departments. So they've tried in many cases to um, keep those distinctions and, and uh, in place. Um, you know, some of the positive side of it might be distribution, um, although not always, depending on who's, who's doing the distributing. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll leave it at that for now. Uh, do you uh, sell many books from the small presses? Oh, yes, absolutely. What are some of your favorite small press publishers to work with? And, you know, who, who might you think we should look at as a, if we're looking at books from a small press publisher? Oh, I'd have to leave that more to our, our buyers, but uh, my favorites um, in, in many ways lean to the, some of the university presses, which may um, be a surprise to you. Um, yes, actually. That's great, though. It's very interesting. We like surprises. <laughs> um, maybe um, since I used to do all the buying for the store at one point, and, and slowly over the years, others have, have taken that over and the last thing I gave up was um, the university press buying and someone else does that now. And I just have a love with um, the, the diversity of, of their presentations. Um, some of them, um, Southern Illinois University Press, um, as an example, um, have, have um, 
good literary programs and and others um, specialize obviously in scholarly communication of of the um, most intense sort. But uh, many of them, University of California Press, um, uh, Texas, uh, New Mexico, Nebraska, have really interesting um, regional publishing lines and good fiction in some cases. So um, not to overlook them and um, so so very many others that enrich our um, cultural environment. It, it's wonderful. Do you sell magazines as well? We do. Could you talk about some of the changes that have come across the magazine selling landscape in the past few years? Mm. Well, again, there's just such an incredible variety uh, available. Um, do you sell a lot of the smaller magazines? Yeah, we do. Um, and that works well for you then? Well, we feel it's important. Some some things, you know, we'll bring in three copies. It's not like it's it's gangbuster sales by any means, but we think that it's important to um, present the the variety, diversity that that's out there. It certainly is uh, more of an overhead expense um, from the bookstore's point of view. But again, we feel that's part of our mission and. As long as we can manage to make it financially workable in, in the end with the, the whole mix, uh, we feel that we can make a, a great presentation to our community of readers the best we can. One thing I've noticed, a theme that you've brought back again and again, I find it really interesting, is that you have a, a philosophical approach to this and a community service approach, I think more than a, a businesswoman's approach. Well, you can't do the former without the latter. And indeed, I think um, most of independent booksellers come into the business because they love books, they want to serve their communities, and they want to put books and people together. We sort of say people and ideas together. And that's true of, of the many folks that I've worked with at the Tattered Cover over the more than 35 years that we've been in business. And it's, it is uh, a mission in, a, in its own way, but, you know, you can't, um, you can't accomplish your philosophical goals in, unless you stay in business. So one can never, ever lose sight of the, the business aspects of book selling. Um, would that it would be otherwise, maybe, although the business side of it is interesting, too. Are there any books that are coming out in the near future that you're really excited about as a bookseller and you'd like to tell people about and think they might not hear about otherwise? Well, I'm going to pass on that opportunity. Our buyers <laughs> are more engaged in, in that, and um, there's just we've, we're passing around a lot of galleys right now, and people are getting excited about lots of different kinds of books. It, one thing I, I have to say that for all the the doom and gloom that I hear about the publishing industry and the bookselling industry, I've never talked to a bookseller who wasn't enthusiastic about what they do. Absolutely, um, you know it's a tough business. There's no question about it from the financial side of it. But you know what better thing could you possibly do than work with books and people and in the exchange of uh, ideas of the writer's work to the reader. It's incredibly satisfying. 
We've been speaking with Joyce Meskus. She's the owner of the Tattered Book Bookstores in Denver, Colorado. Thank you for speaking with me, Joyce. You're very welcome. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.